Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Good morning and welcome to Music to My Beers. I am Zach Miller with Warren Cluck. Hello. Hey, we do this every Sunday and we're back on our same stuff, right? We're, we're back on the Brewer Series now. Yeah, we uh, we took a couple of weeks off because well we couldn't find anybody to come in and finally we <laughs> rustled up somebody from all the way down in Leesburg today. It made me feel special, guys. Yeah, yeah. welcome Leesburg. back. Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> Stephen King from Hoplor is joining us. You brought a friend today. I did. I brought Doctor Drew. Doctor uh, Drew. Doctor Distribution Drew. Doctor is what we like to call him. He is oh. our outside sales rep. Uh, drives all over the place in our newly dubbed Subiru. Oh, oh, I love it! You guys, okay. <laughs> that's sweet. Um, one, we're excited to have you guys back, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna catch up. But it's been a long time since we've talked with you, so we're gonna find out how things have been going at Hoplord. And you guys have been busy. We've been seeing some untapped activity. So, welcome back to the show. <laughs> yeah. And uh, second of all, what's you been up to, guy? Uh, Besides I, growing your hair out, you've definitely yeah. got the. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, like uh, I've got to look like a craft brewer now. I started with the mullet, and uh, I've grown out to uh, a l- slightly longer version of the mullet. I like to call it my Kenny Loggins mullet. Oh, it's got, cool! Uh, yes, got the Kentucky waterfall the going on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, as yeah, a absolutely. a man with a lengthier mullet like yours, what do you think about Zach's baby mullet? He's working on growing out. Ah, oh, it's it's coming. Yeah. It's coming along. Yeah, Macy it, does a pretty good job, right? When I get yeah, it short, for sure, does uh, lightning strikes in it, so that's oh cool. nice, nice. <laughs> Some steps on the side and everything. Yeah. Sweet. Does your wife hate your mullet? Uh, mostly, yes. yeah. Because Zach's <laughs> wife hates his mullet too. She keeps threatening to cut it off when I'm sleeping, and I'm like, "Don't you dare!" And she loves it when I throw on the pit vipers with them too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That, hell yeah. So, uh, yeah. so dude, I like to walk. Yeah, I like to walk around the house and just say, "Ooh yeah!" <laughs> Snap into another hot floor, uh, dude. Hi, so how you? How have you guys been for the last? I, I feel like it's been at least about a year or two since you've been on. Yeah, yeah. It's been a uh, long and winding road. We've been growing. Uh, yeah, we mm-hmm. actually are within. Uh, weeks of opening up our second location uh, down in Warsaw. And uh, did you just like say, I want to be as far away from uh, Zach and Warren as possible, so just continue to keep going that way instead of coming closer to us? No, I mean, we could have went further south. <laughs> oh, be in Florida <laughs> five years from now. <laughs> I know. I, was, I, I heard you guys were open to the second location. I'm like, come on, come on, right next to my house. Oh, oh, oh. Warsaw. But I suppose they get thirsty down there as well. Tell us about the second location. Uh, second location is going to be more of a tasting room and production facility as opposed to like full restaurant, which mm-hmm. we have up there in Leesburg. Leesburg will continue to be our full restaurant. Uh, and then uh, Warsaw is where we're moving our production facility facility to uh we actually have a real production space i'm not brewing behind the bar down there so wow uh moved up to a seven barrel system have uh, some more fermenters have some more bright tanks so we'll be able to churn out some more beer which uh the doctor over here is really excited about yeah he's selling around a bunch of areas right i am i'm uh yeah i'm I'm pretty much anywhere as north as uh valparaiso okay and as south as kokomo 
wow. I want to say, last time we left Hoplord, you guys had just been getting into some canning, and you're doing some Amish crack releases, and now look at you guys. Now you've got your own distributor and everything. I know, right? Isn't it, <laughs> isn't it cool? Uh, Stefan, really quick, it's it's always fascinating to find out what point, and we've talked to brewers who are like, yeah, I want to expand and get as big as possible. Some people are like, we're fine. We're going to get as big as our goldfish tank will let us get. Mm-hmm. How did you know that Hoplord got to a point where you're like, this Leesburg location is, is not enough for us. We need to open a second location. What's the... When does that happen and how? When uh, I turn around and I'm like, oh, crap, I got to make more beer. Uh, <laughs> when the, when the, the doctor sends out so much stuff, it's like, oh, uh, we're shorthanded at the tap room on beer now. So I got I to gotta do more batches. I got to, you know, double up what I'm producing, things like that. So uh, the other side was that we wanted to expand our distribution arm. Um, mm. We have people that have emailed us from, you know, the region from Indianapolis they're saying, hey, can we get your beer? And we just have to tell them, hey, we don't have enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, we've expanded slightly, but it's been largely the South Bend of Fort Wayne uh, region that has gotten our beer up until very recently. And then Muncie's been adding some Lo- Logan's Port and Valpo. For the awesome. for the, the uninitiator, the noobs, how much beer was Hoplor producing normally versus how much are you going to be able to produce when you have the second location in Warsaw? Um, in Leesburg, we're able to produce about 500 barrels a year which is pretty small mm-hmm. um, we're easily able to triple that in the new facilities so we'll be able to put out about 1500 barrels a year um, just with the tanks that we already have uh, when we do have room for expansion and growth uh, whether it be larger tanks or whether it be additional tanks um, biggest uh stop to the process of of getting beer out was just the fermentation and and, uh, bright tank space that we had Uh, so we took care of that issue and quite literally we could run 24 7 you know knock on wood it gets to that at some point but Mm -hmm. um, we have the ability to exponentially grow at this point we're here with Stephen King and Dr. Drew from Hoplore and did you sit back and think I know how much pain in the ass one business is. I can't wait to double that and come up with all of these problems compounded by two. <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. Like It's all about that next challenge. Um, for me, it's like, all right, I did this. It's it's time to do the next thing. Um, and I'm, I'm a hot potato. When I first got into the restaurant business, before even the brewery, uh, the guy asked me if I wanted to, to run a restaurant. And I'm like, uh, never done it before, but heck let's try it yeah Mm -hmm. um so growing and adding more locations is just kind of the next progression in in growth for hoplore and in in growth for myself as well this is our fun one that we did uh as our our place collab with windmill brewing oh Um, it is a strawberry shortcake dream adventures in meme land uh, so kind of kind of put the two lines together and yeah, so yeah, you got to smash your stuff into their artwork. Wow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the dream line is our line of you heavily fruited sours, uh, more dessert leaning mm-hmm. sours, and of course the memes. Uh, everybody's familiar with the memes from Windmill. So Jake and the guys came down and we whipped out a big Berliner Weiss and then did a whole lot of fruit additions and. Um, cake and uh, vanilla. Oh, so I'm excited to eat this. Good. Really, uh, <laughs> yeah. It actually, has ice open. cream in it. Oh, so all right. Wow. And it is non-dairy ice cream. One of the things that we've really worked hard on um, in the last year was to take our beers that would otherwise use lactose or some sort of dairy product 
and move away from that um, because we're finding that to be able to appeal to the broadest spectrum, whether it be people that are, you know, lactose intolerant or vegan, vegetarian, Mm -hmm. um, trying to remove those animal products uh, was a big part of it. So, like I said, this is a uh, non-dairy product. That's pretty amazing. You guys being on the forefront of that, because I think lactose was, you know, traditionally introduced with these milkshake IPAs a couple of years ago, but now to to take that out, so you use a non-dairy, is it like a lactose um, sweetener or what? Because it's got to be a non-fermentable sugar, right? Right. Put in there so you get that sweetness. Absolutely. Um, There's a couple different things that we'll use to substitute for uh, both the body and uh, the sweetness of lactose. Okay. Um, Doing a little combination of a couple things. This is one. Um, The other one that I brought was How Now, which is our... uh, How Now Bronchial? Yes. Non... non-milk milk stout now yes uh, so it was an experiment this time around to do it without <laughs> the, the lactose wow this is inc- this is incredible whoa you I get feel- you get the cake and you get the ice cream you get the, oh, yeah. you get the strawberry Woo! and you get that nice tart yep tart finish that is amazing it's and there's no animal products that. yeah yeah no lactose no no lactose so you found dairy-free ice cream Threw that in there. Mm-hmm. The fruit additions add that that really nice tart sourness, and then you. Um, where do you get your cake from, or do you guys bake the cake, or you throw uh, cake we, mix in? It's a uh, it's a cake that we actually make, and we chuck it in the the secondary, and wow, uh, get do you that like just out of take it? one piece out, and you're like, well, one's not going to kill the one doing this. <laughs> well, I mean, it by the time it actually gets there, we started with four, we're down to three, mm. and, you know. Who so took a bite out of the corner of this one? <laughs> who's the cake recipe expert? Um, my chef, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, a gentleman that I worked with before at the the restaurant I mentioned mm-hmm. that I started at, and he was our head chef there, and now he's over working with us. So That's cool. Wow. Yeah. We're with Stephen King from Hoplore and Dr. Drew, the distribution expert. And the last time we caught up with you guys was uh, pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. So walk us through, because we've had, uh, everybody who's come through, we've we talked to them about their experience with the pandemic. Some handled it great, some freaked out, some almost closed. What happened to Hoplore in the pandemic? Well, um, we've always been built on a small batch type of setup, whether it be food or beer. Um, so essentially when they said, all right, it's time to shut down, we basically had a weekend to... <laughs> rethink our entire uh, business plan. Um, Fortunately, because we are a small batch on everything, whether whether it's the uh, restaurant side or the beer side, uh, we were able to really pivot very fast. Um, So we went right away to family meals uh, for carry out, things like that. So fortunately, it didn't hit too terribly hard. Um, We were able to service the, the area and you know, people were supporting the local restaurants by doing the family carryout. That was probably the biggest thing for us to to make that move to multi-person meals mm-hmm. uh, for carryout. Um, and once things shut down, and uh, and you guys were kind of able to get your footing a little bit and start with the carryout, and and because first thing we all did was empty our wallets every craft place we possibly could. Mm-hmm. But when things started to open up again, how did, how were you guys able to manage that? Because it's been funny. We've had everybody from Yaki Da to the you guys in here, and 
we were shocked to find out that there's not some big email. It's like, all right, restaurants, you get 50 people. It was just sort of everybody kind of figures out mm-hmm. what everyone else is doing. How do you manage that gradual reopening process where we went from zero to full capacity over the course of a, like a six months? Well, we actually um, went to the, the 50% capacity, and we have never even went away from that at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. We're still 50% capacity. Uh, fortunately, the way our places broke down, we have a good amount of seating outside uh, oh, yeah. on our patio. So in, when we first opened back up, I think it was 4th of July, they said, you can open up 50% capacity. Um, we waited. We mm-hmm. opened up only the patio. Mm-hmm. So no one was inside the building because, honestly, I got a little spoiled being able to brew whenever I felt like <laughs> yeah. it for a few months. And Walk around flip-flops, maybe no shirt. Who cares? Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, so we did that for a little while. And then as uh, fall came on, we opened back up inside, but we still maintain the 50% capacity. Our, our facility is pretty big. Mm-hmm. So 50% capacity wasn't a a big set of damage to yeah. what we were doing. Mm-hmm. I got you. All right. And now um, I want to get into, and uh, we'll spend a little bit more time talking to him later on the show, but so where does Drew fit into all this, and how did you come on board the uh, Hop Lore? I, I started with Hop Lore about three years ago. Um, I came on as a, a cook. I worked in the in the kitchen uh, just working weekends. I needed a, a weekend job mm-hmm. as a stay-at-home dad. And uh, as my kids have gotten older and gone into school, I'm – now have time on my hands and um i had a little uh injury that got me out of work for a little while and then when i came back uh what was open for me was uh distribution which uh i've always been uh i don't know i've done a lot of sales a lot of sales management i do have a culinary background but i also have a big sales background and and it's funny because when uh, people hear distribution for for craft anyhow, your your first thought for most people and for us too is, all right, so you're the guy who drives the cans to the places. But there's a lot of selling that goes involved. Like you've got a wall to do a bar or a liquor store, schmooze them and explain to them why they need hop lore on their shelves or on their taps. And that's not always easy because a lot of other places have laid claim to that shelf space of those taps. Yeah, you're a big guy. Does that intimidate people? They're like, oh man, look out! He's going to beat me in a submission if I don't do this. Better than just think I know beer because I look like a keg. So, <laughs> but uh, no, I I I enjoy selling beer. It for for me, Stefan Brew's a great beer, and when I have a when I have a great product, it's easy to sell a great product. You can just walk in with a crawler of this, be like, drink this, and then we'll talk mm-hmm. in like 15 minutes. Well, uh, unfortunately, a lot of some of these uh, specialty beers go to our more of our uh, bigger Regular. accounts that spend a yeah, lot yeah. more money. You know, there's perks to the trades of uh, selling our beer. Yeah, I, that was one of the things because my wife worked at a uh, at a, a beer restaurant for quite a while, and once you start getting at the ins and outs of like why places get some stuff and why some places don't, you you start realizing like, oh, this place will get Bourbon County the day it comes out. This place won't have it for two weeks. So we go through. A rating system where one is the very best movie you've ever seen, 12 is an absolute drain pour of a film, and this is what we call the, the B movie. And now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, 
movie and zach so where a, we go zach had a great pick because football's coming back uh college football's around right the quarter and we're gonna get the pros here in about another week so we're we gonna gotta start drafting soon too for our dude uh, i don't i don't even want to talk about it i've made a mistake i'm in four fantasy football oh. leagues which is all fine and good so you have five four group texts like threads going on about when the draft's gonna be like when you gotta pay the commission oh yeah my whole thing's like venmo this paypal that like and <laughs> I think I have four drafts, four consecutive days next week. Oh, boy. He's got a busy week ahead of you. Super fun. Uh, But we're going to do the Kevin Costner, quote, classic draft day. I don't even know where to go with this one. I've never seen it. I've actually, I read the movie, and uh, I I didn't watch Moneyball or read the book. (laughs) But from what one of my friends who has explained to me, it's more or less like it's, this is just Moneyball for football. Okay. Kevin Costner is like a, a fictional GM. Of uh, Cleveland Browns franchise, and it's all about what's happening. They, what they, what quarterback can they drive they, into the ground this year? Yeah, they uh, they it's, it's like built upon this fake. This, there's like fake drama of what's going to happen on draft day, and he's got to build this team, and everything rides on this. Uh, and it's I don't know. It was interesting. If you like football, it's kind of a fun you know drama about the ins and outs of what goes on on draft day. But as far as movies goes, like there's a reason that it's not shown on cable all the time, and people aren't like draft day was amazing. Uh, I'm going to give this, mm, uh, man, to me, football season always screams like a Pilsner or a lager. So I'm going to go, and there's something about Miller Lite that makes it like a football beer. Yeah. Not, and I, th- I think out of all the cheap macro beers, it's probably one of my favorite. But I'm going to say 12 because uh, this movie like doesn't have any quotable lines. There aren't any particularly <laughs> memorable characters. And as a Lions fan, I don't like another dumpy team getting the spotlight like the Browns got with this. So I'm going to give it one 12-pack of Miller Lite. I'm surprised you didn't go with the Bud, because Bud has those limited edition cans within market, I think. You probably have to go to Detroit to get them, but they've got the Lions, and they've also got the Bears, and I think the Falcons, too. Yeah, you always laugh when you're a kid, or when you get a little bit older, like, this is marketed to children. This was marketed to children. I remember being so invested in the outcome of the Bud Bowl when I was a kid. <laughs> when I was like 14, 15 years old, like the Bud Bowl, is it going to be Bud Light? Is it going to be Bud? And I think one year Bud Dry was in it. I'm like, oh my God, Bud Dry is coming into the Bud Bowl. <laughs> when you grow up and you're like, that really worked. I, I was five years away from drinking age and I couldn't stop talking about the Bud Bowl. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. So Miller Light, one 12 pack of Miller Light, then. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to do... I haven't seen the movie. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I like Kevin Costner. I like Yellowstone and what he's done recently um, in a- acting. I like that he got in the Field of Dreams game just recently, too, and he got to do like a special announcement and stuff. Um, I'm going to go with six of the last beer that I had on draft, which was Wet Exit from uh, Crooked U. So I went in there, got that. That was the last beer. I, I had to go through a, a, about a thousand check-ins to find my last draft beer. Was that part of your rollerblading around South Bend trips? Actually, it was. Yeah, because I went there for lunch. My my wife was gone for the weekend, and my kids are gone for the weekend as well. So I was like, I'm going to rollerblade around South Bend when I'm not doing anything. And I rolled over to Crooked Hue because hey, it's right look, in my neighborhood. Look for Zach Miller's YouTube series, <laughs> Blading Around the Bend, coming to YouTube. All right. I'm going to steal that, actually. All right. Okay. You should. I'd watch yeah. it. Thank you. And, uh, Stefan, now you got to refresh your course on how it works. And, uh, by the way, for both of you guys, this is an excellent chance to plug and shamelessly promote your own product. So when you give it a rating, mm-hmm. make sure it's a Hoplore beer. Well, that's that's a tough one then because I had the beer in mind and 
Uh, oh no, the go ahead. I'm just saying, okay. if you want to shamelessly plug your stuff and like really rub it in, this is when to do. You can it. shamelessly plug the stuff later in the show too. When we've got our um, pick six, we'll let you guys pick two each too. There you uh, go. It's right. hard to well, judge. Sounds exciting. Hard to judge a movie that I haven't seen with a Hoplar beard. Like I don't want to like. <laughs> do you like Kevin Costner? Hey, and, and Doctor Drew, how that works is if you haven't seen it but you think it might suck, it's just a lot of whatever beer you want to drink during it. Since we're on the uh, the lager macro ish uh, stuff, uh, we just got. <laughs> Mickey's in at the uh, wow. at the brewery. Dude. Um, we do a few like domestics and stuff, and like off the wall stuff too. So we got Gansett, and we've got we just got Mickey's. That's I'm gonna do four Mickey's <laughs> myself. All right, uh, for the movie, and I do will prefer, say, do you prefer the little grenade bottles they had or the big wide mouth forties? Well, I mean, it depends what type of, of mood I'm in. I guess I'd do one forty <laughs> or four of the All right, okay. grenades. Um, as I am not a Cleveland Browns fan, um, you mentioned he was with Cleveland Browns. If I was a Cleveland Browns fan, I'd skip all the beer and I'd just be like, "I'll take a fifth of Dark Eyes vodka for this movie." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Doctor Doctor Drew, Drew. goes. All right, I I've not seen the movie, but I am a big fan of Kevin Costner, so um, and I would hope it would be you know relatively as good as hopefully field of dreams is with baseball so uh i'd want it to go really smooth and hope it does so i'd say i'd smooth out with a six pack of our outskirts cream ale from hoplore brewing we are pretty much everywhere too um when it comes to music to my beers you can find us on facebook you can find us on instagram twitter uh the facebook group is pretty popular i noticed a couple people checking in on that and showcasing what they're drinking you can always share with us i mean we're always curious too if you come back from somewhere and you want to just like show off what you got whether it's a a giant beer hall or beer mail we'd love to see it there uh warren and i are on untapped i am at dad beers you're at man bear cluck and am i missing anything that yeah you're missing a bunch of stuff oh Uh, man we're uh, like we're we're on instagram for a beer share thursday but if you follow us on twitter too you get little uh little tasty nuggets like earlier this week uh three floyds gave out a little teaser about something coming up for dark lord day yeah they said stick around it's coming up in september so if you follow us on twitter you already knew that this is old news to you and uh yeah we're gonna road trip soon uh is that what we're planning uh, maybe (laughs) yeah that last dark lord experience was was pretty sad. We couldn't go. We just picked up our beer, ate White Castle in the parking lot, and then went home. I was going to say, it was a really good time. <laughs> well, I mean, compared to what we were, we, to what we we were wanted, used to, yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and, uh, and Zach does a great job of podcasting this show. It's available anywhere you get your free not-for-profit podcasts on the internet, so find those uh, coming up on Monday. We're still working on that Joe Rogan deal. Yeah, and Stefan, <laughs> tell us about Hoplor on social media. Where can people follow you guys and, and stay up to date if you're not already? Uh, we're most active on Facebook as well as Instagram. Um, so it's at Hoplore Brew on Instagram and just uh, search out Hoplore on Facebook. Um, we actually have two pages now with the new spot opening up. So we've got Hoplore uh, Brewing the Mill and we've got Hoplore Brewing Market Street. So okay. both pages are up and running now. And then as a, uh, as a brewer, what are your thoughts on Untapped? We've had people in that hate it, people that love it, people that are refuse to get involved with it where do you fall on the spectrum um i'm the guy who toasts everybody hey Uh, does your your phone go off every time somebody checks in a hopper beer no no no, i turn the notifications off i do that at my leisure um with regard to untapped um i i just try to have a very um very 
I would say almost stand stand. I stand back a little bit from try to get outside. Yeah. I, I try to not like yeah. put myself in it. Like, yes, I made the beer, but everybody has their own opinion. Um, so what I do a lot of times is that if I just flat disagree with somebody on how they rated it, like if they rated it really bad and they didn't give me any feedback, like that's the biggest thing that I don't like about it is like you give something a half or a one or whatever you give, like do me a favor tell me why you didn't like it like is there technical flaws with the beer and that could be something like a bad keg or something like that yeah it's always it's always been a bit odd that if you you know if you don't like ipas for example why would you check in and rate one dumpy on the flip side like i always feel like if you can't say anything nice on the internet just don't say it so if i don't like a beer you'll never see it on my untapped but it's always just it's really funny we learned early in the genesis of the show that if you drink something local, there's a pretty good chance you're going to bump into the person who made it, like the yeah, toaster. Sure. Yeah, so that's another reason <laughs> right. you're like, you're like, hey, don't, don't put it out there. Like, you know, <laughs> if you don't like it, just say nothing. But uh, that's you know, that's interesting that you're the guy that's got to. You're like, I made it, right. and I got to cheers everybody. So annoying. Well, it, it's all right. I mean, like, it's, I try to look at it from that thousand foot perspective. Like, I don't look at each individual check in. Right. Everybody's got their own opinion. What I'll do is I'll take and look at it once it's got a hundred check ins on a beer, and like, how is this overall being received by mm-hmm. the general mm-hmm. public? Yeah, um, that's kind of how I use personally uh, as a brewer. How I use Untap um, as a more general picture of mm-hmm. how it's being received. So you can kind of pivot, change things up, maybe do something right, different the right. next time that you brew something similar to that, right? Especially if people are giving me feedback. You know, if I can taste something and and I get some feedback, I'm going to go back and I'm going to taste it again. Did I miss that? Um, you know, I went through a lot of classes here recently on you know trying beers out for their technical aspects so is there something technically flawed about this Mm, um mm. is it changed since i brewed it um those types of things so i'm gonna go back and and check um basically i guess spot check my work okay um based on what feedback i get that's um and i think that's very important because if there's one thing i can say about my brewing and my beer is that it's not this is a great beer period um, the whole line of our New England IPAs is based on jokes about the fact that I couldn't get it right at first. Uh, <laughs> literally, we dumped the first one. Uh-huh. Um, and then I worked from there. One got renamed into a different style. It, it was a good beer, but it was not what I wanted out of mm. that beer. And so now I've got a whole chain of the most recent one is called Learning As I Go. Uh, <laughs> before I like that, that. Uh, Hoping for the Best. Uh, before that, <laughs> walking, walking on eggshells, egg almost uh, there. Uh, you know all those things, and then uh, when I get it to where I feel like it's it should be, um, as I continually tweak things, um, then promise of heaven returns, uh, mm-hmm. which is one from way back. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, that's awesome. So, did you go through like classes with the BJCP, or how how did that all work it out? It was actually through uh, IUPUI. Okay, um, there's a. a brewing course down there um Mm -hmm. that's that's pretty cool it's not super long and intensive since i was already doing some some brewing um but it takes you actually to production facilities takes you through a lot of the technical aspects uh takes you through world beers um so you can taste like what the ideal or quintessential version of you know a czech pilsner is or Mm -hmm. a or a doppelbach or a belgian style too yes um and then at the same time then critiquing for technical flaws Mm -hmm. uh blind tasting and scoring 
according to BJCP rules. Okay. Wow. That well, that's huge and beneficial. So not only are you guys growing as a brewery, but you're growing in your skills as a brewer too. Oh, for sure. Every day. I mean, that's people awesome. ask, are you a chemist? I'm like, no. <sighs> like honestly, brewers. Yeah. We are bakers, <laughs> and we justify what we do with a little bit of chemistry. Uh, but at the same time, we have access to the world's largest library at all mm-hmm. times. Like the internet is the mm-hmm. world's largest library. There's no reason we can't continually learn and continually improve and continually tweak what we do. Uh, Stephen, that last beer we had was probably one of my favorite beers I've had in the last six or eight months. Well, I greatly appreciate it. And it's funny, it was was a a collaboration you guys did with the the fine folks over at Dyer at Windmill, Mm -hmm. and I think that was probably my favorite meme beer that they've ever done was the one that you just had. That was... Awesome, I'm, I'm sad awesome. that it's gone. Awesome. Like it is, uh, I'm legit pretty upset sitting well, here. It's not, it's not completely gone. I just checked on Untapped. Our friends over at Aspen Tap here in Mishawaka, right I'm around the corner, right now on Main Street. Oh. Well, then we can just go over there. Yeah, that was that was great. So, what's this next beer? Uh, this is drink? the uh, the experiment, and you guys can tell me what you think. How now? How now? It's our chocolate milk stout. Uh, However, <laughs> it is non-milk. Uh, no lactose in it. So uh, the idea was to try to bring it to that point where it has the body like a lactose stout, um, has a little bit of sweetness like a lactose stout, but less the lactose um, so that it can be more broadly um, enjoyed yeah. by folks. Do you think other breweries that rely heavily on, on lactose for some of their uh, their sweeter beers is is that something you're gonna see a lot more people backing no, up? All good. Yeah, <laughs> just a tablecloth. Don't worry about it. But do you think are people able going to be able to recreate those beers without using lactose, or is this is this uh, a little well, more difficult than that? You taste this. You tell me. Okay, so this is going to be. Now, this is where we've typically we we've brought a beer, we split it, and um, we we take in any notes and stuff that we can get from it. I'm trying to. Now I'm getting my, a lot of chocolate in the nose from just the initial smell. Mind you, it smells good. Like my favorite style of beer to brew is like a very big imperial stout. You know, you guys are familiar with Amish Crack. We've mm-hmm. had some of our stuff beers, whether it be Dubba Stuff, which is the uh, Oreo one, or the Butta Stuff. Mm. We got uh, the next one coming up is going to be. Uh, it's uh, based on a maple bun bar. So oh, it'll be yeah. maple, peanut, milk, chocolate. Um, oh, and it's, I mean, they're all like at 13% or so. So what I was trying to go for with this a little bit is to get the same type of body that you get from a stout of yeah. that size, mm-hmm. but in something that's five and a half percent. Wow. I was going to say it's, it's definitely, it feels the, the mouth feels definitely like that body. Um, I get a little bit of the bitterness from like a dark chocolate mm-hmm. some coffee notes in there. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, and it doesn't taste like it's five and a half percent. This tastes something closer to like seven or eight, which is you know, it's one of those mind trick things, but you see the big heavy dark beer, you think, Oh, this is gonna be nuts, so it's gonna be planning me on the couch, but this is really, really great. And like Zach touched on, I like that it's complex. You drink it, you have that first swallow, and then you get all those notes that finish on the end mm-hmm. and you get each one down the line. There's nothing more annoying than having a beer and they're like, You're gonna taste this, this, this and this, and then you don't taste any of it, and you're like, I kinda got hints of that, but Everything here is very pronounced, and it's really bizarre that there's no no lactose in this at all. It's my favorite thick. part about not having lactose in it is I hate telling my friends or hate telling people oh that have lactose issues, oh, don't drink the beer. I don't want to tell anybody not to drink our beer. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's. Never want to put that on the label at all. Like not for vegans or not for people that are, you know, allergic, lactose intolerant, and whatnot. But so that's a, a good call. And you guys, I think, I think when I was a vegan, there was only one because lactose beers weren't that wide. They weren't that widespread at all. You couldn't even find them. But there was one like an oyster porter or an oyster stout that I couldn't have, and that was it. But the rest of them were were pretty all right. But lactose is used a lot more in beers because that's going back like seven years ago. And the way the the, the speed at which the craft beer community moves uh we laugh on the show all the time when we first started the show seven or eight years ago the beers that we thought were big deals then or hard to get or you know the hype ones then yeah. like they're all beers people have forgotten about now like you know the the strength of a, a hop slam was like mm-hmm. oh man here it comes <laughs> right. and now 10 percent doesn't even make anybody's eyebrow raise you're like okay that's a right. tuesday night that's all <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but like the, the double the milkshake ipas weren't existing and now, right. and we've come so far so fast now that you know you have lactose in in a lot of beers now that you didn't have even five years ago right we oh whenever we put a lactose in a beer we always try to put a warning on the label you know contains lactose um again we try to move away from that as much as possible and like i said this was the first experiment on that but um one of the things that that's troubles me is that there are places out there that put lactose in beer and then don't even announce that they have lactose in it mm. um which is you know more scary the person who's lactose intolerant right right yeah uh than your normal individual but um you know for a second there we had a bunch of beers on tap that were lactose and people come in and i'm lactose intolerant well you can't have this 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 or this beer but you can have this one or this one um so that's kind of what put me on the trajectory to like how can we achieve that same thing by uh, uh using other things as opposed to lactose yeah perfect time for our very own version of staff picks with our pick six and uh do you want to go first you want me to go first as uh, we throw in what? six beers into this we'll go uh we'll go you can go first okay all right um i love oktoberfest and i know that a lot of oktoberfests have come out now um i've been trying to taste a couple of different ones I know that uh, you mentioned Naren Gantz that you guys have. Mm-hmm. They've they've got their own version of Oktoberfest, which was delicious, absolutely phenomenal. So I'm going to throw that one in. Um, I want to say it's called Fest, but I could be wrong. Okay. It's just straight Fest. The other one that I'm going to throw in is Munster Fest from Three Floyds, and that's another solid pick for the Oktoberfest. Sam Adams is an honorable mention I'll throw in there. Um, but then local breweries do Oktoberfest too, and if it's on the menu, grab it. Because it's, it's the time to drink it. All right. I'm going to go one that uh, it's just going to be a flex pick, but I oh drank my, uh, my 2017 Bourbon County Proprietors last weekend. Zach was supposed to come over. He couldn't, so the boys and I just chugged the entire thing. But <laughs> that was the that was the banana Bananas Foster year, and with, with a flavor that complex, you're like, some of this is going to fall off. Something's going to be missing from this. But we opened it up, and it... It holds up. The booziness dropped off, but the, the bananas fostered the deep banana, the kind of the um, coconut, all of it was still there. And it was really, really good. I always hold on to my Bourbon County stuff for about four or five years or some of it because it says that bottle conditions are up to five years. So every year we'll try one as it goes down to life, not left. And that was drinking pretty good. I'm sad because <laughs> I didn't have another one. So that's the end of that. <laughs> but that um, is a big flex, though. The that's next awesome. one I'm going to throw in is a beer that I hated uh, in the last week. And I'm a big fan. We laugh about it all the time. It feel like you're standard mowing the lawn or having company over that's not really a beer nerd so you don't want to break out any good stuff um sam adams uh wicked hazy has been one of my favorite beers of the last year just because it's easy it's cheap and you know sometimes you don't want to you don't want to drink your 24 dollars four pack 
on a Wednesday night. You want to save it for a weekend. Mm -hmm. So last weekend I bought Wicked Easy, which is the sessionable version of uh, of their Wicked Hazy, and it comes in at like four and a half percent. Whatever it is, it's trash, dude. You have to buy twelve of them. Oh, so I bought twelve. <laughs> no, it sucked. It's like it's really thin. It's got like a really harsh finish to it, and it it has almost none of the taste of the of the wicked hazy. So if you get a chance to try it, steer clear. Maybe grab something else. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was super disappointed. I thought, hey, this is going to be great. I'll be able to maintain my entire evening, and I did because I was so. Just off put. It was not I mean, I drank them all. I'm not going to sit here and say I threw them away, but they, it was super disappointing. Now, uh, I've thrown in two. Zach's thrown in two. Stefan, go ahead. Uh, Stefan King from Hoplor, throw in one. Also, great time to spotlight your brewery's amazing offerings. Why, thank you, Warren. Mm. Uh, I will say the uh, Parfait Dream. Um, that's one that you're not going to see on tap at our, our place. In fact, the entire batch went to Craft Beer Kings. It was a collab with us, Craft Beer Kings and uh, Indie Craft Brew. Um, it, the Parfait Dream is raspberry, strawberry, ice cream, whipped cream, and granola. Oh. Um, it is as close to a breakfast beer as you're going to find. Uh, <laughs> tastes essentially like a, a parfait. It's almost got a little bit of a yogurt flavor to it, uh, along with those fruits. Um, and that's available online. Craft Beer Kings is very similar to Tabor. Um, in that they have a, a couple locations out in California, mm -hmm. just added a third, but then they have an app uh, for your smartphone that you can actually order all across the country. So, Is that a thing where you go to them or they go to you? Uh, they came to us. Okay. Uh, we actually ended up meeting up out in Vegas at uh, the Beer Zombies uh, Beer Fest out there. Uh, we tried some stuff, and uh, Mo's an awesome dude. Um, he checked it out, liked it, and was like, hey, what do you got available? Hey, forget the show. We need to get jobs as scouts for that company. Like, yeah, yeah. We'll go out and uh, we'll see. Beer Kings here yeah. in life. Yeah, we're, uh, mm. uh, all right, so Dr. Drew, now it's your turn. You've seen how it worked. Uh, throw in your beer. Um, well, I'm usually not a big seltzer guy, but uh, we've uh, came out with a seltzer this year. Uh, our splashdown series uh coming soon we'll have our we'll be re-releasing our blue raspberry lemonade splashdown pours uh miami dolphins blue and uh it's i don't know like hot day like today i could sure use one i mean it's super refreshing super sweet and as you see it just walk across you know any bar everyone's just like i want whatever that is so uh, Reminds me of all the people during tailgate that roll out of uh, not, well now it's tap house on the edge with the blue whatever that motorcycle thing is they oh yeah yeah you can see like a mile and a half away you're like oh well all right yeah uh, that's gonna come out blue later yeah I already know Hop Station has one on pre order and I don't even have it brewed yet so oh, wow all right awesome. well that's where we'll have to go too and there's your pick six for this week I'm using to my beers go forth and buy yeah so, well yeah. and we'll talk about too some events that you guys have coming up yeah I think we ha I, notes, think, I think we actually had some sort of work thing going on that weekend womp 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 I had womp, conversations uh, with people who were heading down and they're like we got a driver let's go and I'm like uh oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, but uh, well, yeah, we really appreciate you guys coming on um, and joining us. Oh, thanks for having us. For sure. And we're for embarrassed sure. that it took us this long to get you on. So, uh, so thanks for not. Thanks for still being our friend. Hey, with a face like that, right? We're not <laughs> friends, Warren. Uh, so you guys, we we've talked about um, how things have gone for Hoplore for the last couple of years. You guys have made it through the pandemic. Now, now you're in the midst of you know doing what a lot of places can't pull off or or don't do. Maybe you want the headache of opening a second place. Um, what are some, some headaches you've run into getting a place up and running in Warsaw in the next couple of weeks 
that you thought, wow, I don't know if I would have done this if I knew this was coming. Because everybody, with every home improvement project I have, and even the house that I got, it's one of those like hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, yeah. man, I was a I was a bright eyed idiot back then. I would never do it knowing what was coming. But what are some of those headaches you've run into with this situation? Because I think you're the only guy we've talked to with this whole summer that's had a second location opening up. I mean, when a two by four costs like ten bucks a piece, yeah, uh, that's not fun. Um, and outside of that, not not a whole lot. Um, Sometimes getting the work done was difficult because everybody's shorthanded, mm-hmm. including you know the contractors and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> from the start, as far as you know, finding the right place and, and things like that. I guess I just don't really think of it like that a whole lot. Like, oh crap! I wish I would never have started. Is I just try to look at that end result. Um, you know, the, the the finished goal of what we gotta trudge through to get to uh, is kind of the way I look at it. And are people that are already with you guys going to be staffing the joint, or are you going to go through a whole staffing uh, thing in the next location? Fortunately, uh, we've got some great staff. I mean, pretty much everybody's been on staff for a year or better. Uh, We brought one new uh, bartender on, but uh, we're going to be staffing both locations with the staff that we already have. You might actually even get to see this Poonam uh, behind the bar once. Wow. We're walking back. Look at this guy getting his hands dirty, mixing with the common people. Well, yeah, because you were down in Warsaw when you were in the restaurant industry, right? Yeah. One of the restaurants down there. I bartended and and done all that stuff before. Does Fred Grody of Grody Automotive talk like that all the time, like when he's at a drive-thru, or is it just for the commercials? That's a good question. I actually have never met the guy, which is very disappointing because he's a dealer for the people. Yeah. 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 Every time I drive by, I'm like, there he is. But I start to think, like, do you think he goes to the library and checks out books so it's that loud? But one of these days, we're going to meet him. I feel like I need to go, like, put a bill in now because I put a plug on for him, you know? Yeah. Yes. Slide, slide it on in. But um, looking forward to the second location, what are you guys looking forward to coming up in the next six, eight months even? Well, it is uh, officially stout season. So uh, the people that ask about Amish crack all year round finally have a uh light at the end of the tunnel that's our christmas beer every year so for our christmas party this year of course another uh be b6 of uh, amish crack coming out um before that all stouts day it's one of my favorites we have 18 taps all 18 taps are stouts on that day including about six or seven of our own um and the soviet occupation russian imperial stout and its variants released that day um, and then backtracking even further, I mentioned about bun stuff. Um, so those are the, the big things. I mean, hey, that was why, my favorite. Why bun on a side, though? Because I used to work at a gas station. That would like bun and maple bun were always the candy bars that I never I never remember stocking or selling. They're delicious. I mean, they're they're originally a Fort Wayne candy. They were they were originally produced in Fort Wayne, Indiana before oh, they were picked up wow. by, by Mars or whoever. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh. I was looking for some sort of candy that had maple in it. I've been wanting to work with maple syrup quite a bit. So uh, when it comes right down to it, you know, the that was a part that I was like, all right, what what can I find that I, I can use this in? I've been a fan of them. I like. I'm, you need. A, I must be that rare guy that that picks up the bun and you got to put a new one on the shelf well, or whatever. I was always a big fan of uh, of another candy bar that no one ever bought was Chunky. Remember those? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the Ace Hardware that just closed by my house a few months back. Like they always had like these dusty Chunkies, and I'm like, you know what? I'm sweaty. I've been doing yard work all day. I'll take a couple of these bad boys for the road. Ace always has zero bars as well. Like yeah, those, those were yeah the white oh, candy yeah. bars. Yes. <laughs> 
Those are weird. Well, if you want to work with Maple, you're, you're come to the right place because this guy has done a Maple IPA for several seasons unsuccessfully. So I can tell you all what not to do when it comes to hey, that. You know what? I, as I told you, I've learned that myself on uh, various different uh, brewing projects. So I would be happy to learn from experience. Hey, what's a, what's like a, a flavor or a, an ingredient that you're never going to work with again that you're like, this isn't worth the hassle or is your, like, your least favorite? <laughs> Probably one he's going to work with in December. <laughs> no, no, I, I like that. Uh, yeah, we are doing a damn it, Drew. Uh, oh, am I allowed to say that on the radio? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Drew loves his ginger. So, uh, oh, damn it oh. is our other side of our sour line, and we are doing for the holidays a fruitcake sour, Ooh. which of course will have ginger in it, and uh, it's going to be called Damn It, Drew. Because uh, he's always asking me to use ginger. I don't know if it'll be the least favorite. I mean, I think more than anything else, uh, as far as things I will never work with again, um, are things I learned specifically like hop related. And it's not okay. even about the specific hop that I won't use. It's about basically the way it's produced. Mm. Um, you know, my my Amish crack last year was a 23-hour brew day. And a lot of it was because of the pellets that were used for the hops. They just clogged everything up. And so it just Mm. took forever. It should have only been like an 18-hour day, but it took me an extra five hours because of the hop. So I've kind of steered away. A lot of times people are like, oh, do you use small local producers? I've kind of steered away from them because the way that the, the pellets are produced... Uh, they almost leave too big of a flake, which causes problems in the process. Yeah, we so also use the oil or. Well, I, I still use pellets for sure. Okay. Um, but we, have, we had no idea like about hop contracts either before the summer started. We haven't started dragging everybody in. Is that something you're like wrapped up into? Uh, we haven't yet. As we grow, we probably will move into a hop contract or on a hop or two. Right now, we've been able to piggyback on a couple different other breweries that are already contracting for some stuff. Because mm. um, if you don't use what you've contracted you're obligated to it so uh there is wealth to be shared in some cases perfect cool. um we're gonna wrap things up here in just a minute hey this beer it's going down pretty smooth man oh, i'm so good yeah. yeah i feel like if you had like a 40 ounce glass of this you could just here and sit here and sip i think day. you can put it in your coffee cup and yeah all the parties charged none the wiser oh yeah, some stuff to talk about when it comes to things we can look forward to, what's coming out. I saw this earlier in the week. I think it was shared to our Music to My Beers Facebook group. And it's the fact that Strange Horizons Hazy IPA was produced from Two Rows Brewing with Greta Van Fleet. So now they have their own Yeah. Beers. Fallen in the footsteps of Metallica. And it's really weird because Greta Van Fleet's from Frankenmuth, Michigan, and there's a Frankenmuth Brewing Company. What are you, too good? Greta yeah. Van Fleet? <laughs> Seriously, they went... <laughs> they went with another brewer. brewery. I don't know. It's like New Hampshire for this brewery. Yeah, located. Connecticut, somewhere up there. Man. So um, I don't think we're going to get that one anywhere around this area or be able to see it. But one thing that I think we are going to get is Uberon, the bourbon barrel aged version of Oberon, which looks pretty solid. I've, I've had it one time in my life. I think it was at Fiddler's Hearth downtown. They got a keg of it. It's but funny because does it they- come with a car ride home? It would be nice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uber, Uber, Uber. Uh, Oberon, for the longest time, was like one of the sacred cows over at over at Bell's. And then they started doing a couple of others. Like the, there was the habanero mango version they did. And now they're, they're messing with it a little bit. I like it. I think mm-hmm. it's the, uh, the tropical one. The mango one, yeah. yeah. The tropical one that just came out. Amazing. And I thought, this is this is almost better than regular Oberon. Yeah, I'll drink that more often than, than 
the regular one. I don't think I've had a regular Oberon this season. The Oberon's pretty good. We had actually a keg of it at the brewery. So you guys so, got a keg too? Yeah, we had okay. it. Uh, I think it was two years ago now that they had it. Last, so what does it taste so, like? Like uh, a bourbon barrel wheat beer. I mean, Weird. so it's very heavy on the bourbon barrel. Um, there's not a lot of like you know in a stout you got that real heavy malt backbone with a wheat beer you don't have as much so it's it's more of a I would say almost like an old ale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do like that a brewery that size is getting a little bit frisky and a little bit nimble now in the year 2021. Like you know I don't think they would have done this four or five years ago where like they're releasing it in bottles. Well, and they probably saw the success of Two Hearted and all the variations of that doing a double Two Hearted doing mm-hmm. the light hearted. And now just, hey, what if we took another one of our mainstays and just made it into something else? So good for them. Cool. And you guys, what do you have coming up in the next couple of weeks where we can find Hop War? Uh, Hops and Coasters, uh, September 11th, down in Logansport. I think it's already... Indiana Beach Fun! I think it's already sold out, but I'm... More than corn there. I've seen... They were giving away tickets uh, on another show. Uh, that I just I'd had, seen uh, happened to have my phone open on Facebook, zipping like the day tickets went on sale. I had never heard about it. I look at my wife and like, hey, it's roller coasters and craft beer, and there are no kids allowed. She's like, we'll take two. Let's get a cabin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they sold out super fast. Yeah. I think it's five thousand that they sold. So it's going to be the largest. Uh, fest in Indiana this year. It was five thousand five hundred. There's five hundred VIP. Wow. And then five thousand general admission. Did you get the VIP? I think I did. Whatever yeah. one was fifty bucks. Yeah, you got in. He was like one of the early bird. Yeah, I think I had a couple of beers with me when I saw it. I'm like, yeah, hi. I don't really know what I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The list of concerts I've gone to see because I bought tickets after a bar night are uh, pretty lengthy. <laughs> And then, uh, as always, keep in, keep in touch with Hoplore on Facebook and, uh, and Instagram so you'll, you'll know things about your stouts uh, coming up as we head toward the winter months. And, uh, boys, thanks for, having, thanks for having the time. Thank you for the time, man. Dr. Drew and uh, Steph, we appreciate it. It's been, it's been too long. Thank you. For Thank you. Us. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Hope to do, do it again soon. Yeah, yeah. On behalf of Zach and myself, music to my beers. Cheers. 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 Music to my beers on 103.939 The Beer. Podcasts by Federated Media.